All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Put your hands up if you're ready for the Pierre Engvall revenge game, and that's exactly what's coming your way tonight at UBS Arena as the Maple Leafs visit the New York Islanders, presented by PointsBet Canada. It's a Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and the returning Jay Rosehill, who needed the extra day after parting with yours truly over the weekend in Edmonton. What's up, bud? Sure, sure. Not much, man. I'm good. Ready for a Leafs game tonight. And uh, yeah, ready to rock this week out. No, I, I think you're still fighting it, man. Let's be honest about this. You're fighting it. We went at it this weekend in Edmonton, and you need that extra day. Just be honest. That's all I need from you. I just remember having that little nap before it was time to hit the bar and you're like, should we cancel? Should we just stay in and get some hot <laughs> cocoa and watch a movie and a blankie? I was like, no, we're going, but Okay, that is that is factual information. That's fair. We, we make a dynamic duo on the road. It was a good time up in Edmonton, as you alluded to in your three hits with Rosie yesterday. And we look forward to another busy week here for the Maple Leafs. But we have to start... It was so unfortunate we didn't have you on the show yesterday because on Sunday, your buddy Braden Shin... Braden Shen, Braden Shen <laughs> dropped the mitts with Nikolai Ehlers of the Winnipeg Jets. Let's break this down, Rosie. It was a good one. Oh, yeah. Right off the bat, you kind of miss it, but he was looking for it. I mean, the whole thing about this scrap is heads up by Shen. I mean, it was all offense. I've always thought that the best defense is a good offense. I mean, Ehlers is on his – he's just playing defense the whole time. Maybe pops up to throw him, but he's trying to keep his head away. And then the end right there, you throw to those lefts, man, and he doesn't have a hold of that hand, and you switch hands. Most guys just go – 
time out. Like they're done. They're just going, yeah, get me out of this fight. They bail, they fall, they, whatever it is that can always, uh, that can almost always get you into a good position and it's kind of dangerous, but man, look at his head up. That's what I love. I can't stand when guys put their head down and expect to win a fight head up the whole time, pure offense. And then Ooh. to cap it off, switch into the left. The guy had no chance. Keep in mind, dealers isn't exactly a heavyweight. But uh, he messed with the wrong Sasky boy there and Braden Shannon right there. He just had no chance. That guy wanted out of the building at that point. So good to see from that kid. You know what I noticed about the Shen boys? They got that southpaw action down full, man. Like even Luke, you you even like to throw the left, no? Well, Luke's a lefty, so he he yeah. is pure lefty, and that helps him out big time. And Braden just does it, uh, just does it for the sake of uh, you know winning fights and getting the best of a guy. But yeah, I'm not left-handed by pretty much through primarily lefts just because again I like the good offense and I like to get guys on their heels and so many guys are uncomfortable with fighting a guy with the other hand so you know why not I always thought stick taps to our guy Braden Shen who has been dodging us to come on this show but at some point in time he will be a guest on Leafs Morning Take remember to subscribe tap that like button leave us a review wherever you're checking us out and don't forget to visit leafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs, as you can see now, we are live on our new YouTube page at the Leafs Nation 401. At the Leafs Nation 401, if you're not subscribed, please do so already. Um, we've got a lot of interviews, clips, and our full show is now live here on at the Leafs Nation 401. You can type in Leafs Nation in the search bar here on YouTube, and you will find us. Uh, thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube, and we'll get to that a bit later on in the show. There's a lot to cover on today's show, so let's get over the boards. Can you explain to me why every player traded out of Toronto seems to turn into Wayne Gretzky? I know it's a small sample size, Rosie, but hear me out because we we really ripped on Pierre Engvall this season. We're, we're not big fans of his game, but suddenly he's finding his groove. He's played seven games at the Islanders, three goals, five points, and he's on the second line with Brock Nelson and Kyle Palmieri. Can you explain that for me, please? I have trouble doing it because, you know, he chipped in here and there, but he was just, he, he was just always below expectations and, and you always wanted more. And to be honest, the biggest frustration about Pierre Engvall is you thought he had more to give. If you think a guy's playing his heart out, whatever that level is, you can be satisfied with it because that's what you expect from him and that's all he can give and that's all you can ask. But it always felt like Pierre had more to give, especially physically, especially in the effort department. Um, he, he just, he chipped in here and there, but you're always like, can you just unload the tank for us and do what we need? And he just never seemed to do that. And of course he goes off and gets opportunity and plays and he's a pretty good player. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, there is a definite, uh, there's a definite history of guys leaving the Toronto Maple Leafs and having mm -hmm. success elsewhere. What that means I don't know if anything, it's probably under a microscope a little bit too much, but of course he goes off and does that. And, uh, you know, the true test will be him coming, uh, coming back to face the Leafs here tonight and see what he can do. But, uh, if he puts one up our ass, it'll be, uh, it'll be frustrating. All right. Oh, that's going to hurt. And you know what annoys me beyond belief on social media are those fans or those media members who have to remind Leafs Nation every time one of their former players scores. I know what's happening with Sandine, but you seem to forget the dash 1,000 that Sandine is so far with the Washington Capitals. And while Pierre Engvall has looked good, the sample size is small. And the offense really wasn't a thing for me. Like, he has a pretty deceptively hard shot. 
He can chip in from time to time. But if the expectation is there for the New York Islanders that Pierre Engvall is going to be your second line left winger, you ain't winning shit come the springtime, even if they get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. But I, I always just think it's so intriguing where a guy gets traded away. All of a sudden, he starts to produce like everything his former team wanted. But I think the inconsistency is the one thing I would take away from Pierre Engvall's time with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And right now, he's been consistent. But who's to say a week down the road, he's not the same player again, right? Yeah, and you put a guy in a different environment and he can thrive. And there's often times when you get traded or sign with a new team, you got this reinvigoration of uh, yeah. you know, optimism or excitement or whatever it is, and you're gonna you're gonna dump it all in there to 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 give a first impression, of course. So there could be a little bit of that going on. But at the end of the day, him finding a bit of success with the Islanders is good for him. There's no hard feelings. He's a hockey player and he's he's playing decent hockey. But at the end of the day, I think no one's going to argue that he uh, he was the guy that we needed on this roster and and the no. moves that we made weren't for good reason, let's be honest. But I'm sure the guys that just love uh, love nitpicking the Toronto Maple Leafs would love to uh, mm -hmm. pay close attention anytime those guys chip in a goal or whatever, they're going to let everyone know about it because they just like to be that way on the internet, I guess. Maybe all he needed to do was have that hot shave, the hot, the hot towel shave, and that was it, right? Because you got to be clean shaven on the New York Islanders, and that's all that uh, Pierre Engvall needed to ignite his game. But uh, it, it is a pretty stern development here that Pierre Engvall is producing in a top six look for the New York Islanders. Maybe it just speaks more to their situation over there. Speaking of which, game two of this five-game road trip, Rosie, it's another John Tavares revenge game. Uh, this will be the 11th time, if you can believe it, that he'll play his former team through 10 games. Four goals, three assists, seven points, a plus seven player. Um, is there still money on the board when you're this deep into a revenge sort of narrative? Like every time JT plays the Islanders, would he have money on the board at this point? Ah, good question. Uh, yeah, Probably just because he is who he is and he's the leader and he's the captain and he was there for so long. I'm sure he'd chuck a, a few bucks on there. It's probably a personal choice at that, at that time, yeah. which I imagine he would probably uh, – throw some money up on the board for a, for a nice win. Cause you know, he's going to want to every time. And I, I was saying maybe earlier in the season, it's kind of getting funny where when you think just out in general, think John Tavares, what do you, do you see him in an Islanders uniform or do you see him in a Maple Leafs uniform? And it's kind of, for me, starting to become like 50, 50. I mean, you think back to when he's like quite yeah. a bit younger and those Islanders years and struggling to try to get things done but it's starting to creep in there that captain in the maple leaf uniform is starting to creep in as as his uh i don't know identity or what you think of when you look at john tavares but it'll be uh another interesting game a fun storyline to see him coming back into uh into town that he spent so many years on but i imagine he'd throw a few bucks on the board you know what set him apart in terms of that visualization because i think you're right with that assessment we're getting to that point where we think john tavares a toronto maple leaf as opposed to john tavares a new york islander a Stanley Cup or a mm -hmm. long playoff run, like something established in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I think will set the the two legacies apart. And I, I think you're right. Like, ultimately, you think of John Tavares as a New York Islander, but the longer he goes as the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, the longer he goes producing, the longer he goes with this nucleus with Marner and Matthews and Nylander, you start to think less and less of those days and more and more how a guy came home, is enjoying his time and doing his thing and being the captain of this team. So... Certainly something to look forward to in that game tonight. Elias Sorokin has been outstanding this season for the New York Islanders, so I'm expecting a low-scoring, tight-checking type game. I do think playoff hockey clearly is around the corner, now within a month from the Stanley Cup playoffs, and this is a big, big game for the New York Islanders. Not so much for the Leafs, but for the Islanders, 
who are fighting for their playoff lives right now, Rosie. Yeah, big time. It's that time of year where, uh, you know, the meaningfulness of the game can vary yeah. drastically between two teams within the same game. And this is kind of one of them. Um, obviously, the Toronto Maple Leafs are focused on the playoffs, but they want to be winning games and they're trying to formulate a plan and get some lines going and get some chemistry going within their roster. And uh, like you said, the Islanders are fighting for their playoff life, but it is an interesting time of year. You know, you go back to October, November, I mean, everyone is grasping at points and jostling for position in the in the standings and it's just kind of a it's kind of the same game every every day for both teams and this is the type of year where yeah there is that little bit of a uh, little bit of differences in in what the meaningfulness of the game is and I, I think you got to watch out for a game a, a team like the Islanders at home yeah. they're going to come out and throw the kitchen sink at you but sometimes it goes the other way I mean the Calgary Flames last night could get within two points of being in the in the playoff race and they go face the Kings and get absolutely shelled I mean sometimes you know the reason you're not in the playoffs there could be some internal struggle going on or some you know some division within the roster or the locker room or between the coaches and the players or the coaches and the leaders and there's lots of stuff going on and it's just uh, interesting to see this time of year but I imagine this game will be a pretty straight up uh, Islanders really need to win against a team that I think they're not quite as good as and it's going to be up to the Maple Leafs to decide whether they're going to bring their A game or not. Not to mention Pierre Engvall, the money on the board uh, and establishing that here in his first game against Toronto Maple Leafs. By far, that's the story to me. Who cares about John Tavares? It's all about Pierre Engvall, the new Pierre Engvall, if you will, with the New York Islanders. What's your stance on load management? So over the weekend, we saw Mark Giordano sit, which I think is the right move considering his age, considering what's ahead, considering the minutes he's played this season. Um, TJ Brody right now, they're saying his day-to-day -day after blocking a shot over the weekend. Nola Chari, of course, with the upper body injury, missed a couple games. Sounds like he's ready to return. But overall, what's your stance on, on load management? Obviously, not to the effect of the NBA, because that's a different story. But in the NHL world, can it be a useful tactic here? I think so. I was going to say, not to the point of the NBA, where it's just goddamn Crazy. embarrassing. You have you know, a handful of great players on the team that can win you an entire championship and you're load managing them through the season it's so soft it kind of you know mirrors that goaltenders in the nhl can't play back-to-backs anymore but at this point in the year especially with a guy like geo like i think he's the oldest guy in the year in the nhl probably but nonetheless once you start getting in your late 30s and early 40s i mean it's been impressive just watching him grind and block shots and be physical and and play the minutes he's played and you got to think that's going to be wearing on him and it, I mean if you play with fire too much you know you're going to be on your third last game of the year and he's just going to throw his back out and that's going to be that and you're going to say why did I ride this horse so hard um, so I have no problem with it. I mean, we've been saying for a while, you know, their eyes are on the prize and these games aren't as meaningful as they are to other teams if they were grasping for a division win or for a playoff spot or something maybe you'd say it was a little bit different but at this point in time when I mean we've been set up in the playoff situation here since since Christmas time so it's not going to kill anyone to sit him down a little bit and just let him sit in the cold tubs let him get some work done by the athletic therapist let him get some hydration and some rest and let him get some healing done and let him be fired up and primed up for the playoffs. so I got no problem with that at all. Yeah, me neither. I, I think it makes sense for some of the defensemen. We've seen that actually with Boston. Boston's got a uh, glitter defenseman as well, and they seem to be mixing it up. Even a guy like Dmitry Orlov sat over the weekend. So I have no problem with that, especially when it comes to Mark Giordano, because believe it or not, 
I think he's going to be a bigger, you know, role and a bigger yeah. person than we think uh, come the Stanley Cup playoffs and has been that way through the regular season as well. Uh, but certainly something to monitor over the next couple of weeks, like even, uh, you know, alluding to guys who have been dealing with some things all year round, like Austin Matthews comes to mind. I know he think, you know, he's been excellent lately, but I, I think you want to make sure these guys are going and playing their best hockey at the right time, right? Yeah, especially on the back end, like you said, there's there's a lot of D-men back there that can get some touches and get some minutes, so there's no reason to be uh, working anyone too hard. And I don't mind, especially a guy like Gio, who's, like you say, up there in age. There's enough D-men on that roster right now that are very capable that you're not hurting anybody by uh, by giving some guys some rest. And again, your big boys like, uh, like Austin Matthews, I don't mind that either. Just make sure you don't have that disaster where you go this whole season just to lose, like, you know, your best D-man and your top PP guy or your number one guy or Marner goes or whatever the case is, you just want to avoid that. So if you can, if you put yourself in the position to afford that luxury, then you might as well take it. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the lineup blender is another intriguing um, situation, I think, developing over the last couple of weeks with Sheldon Keefe. I would love to know if there's one trio he hasn't tried or one pairing he hasn't tried because uh, on a game-by-game -game basis, it's shifted and changed and everything's different and um, I ask you this, like, is it too much, right? As we get closer and closer to the Stanley Cup playoffs, it goes without saying they're going to have to have like X amount of games in a row in the regular season to wrap up where they have their playoff roster to start, you know, gaining some chemistry and some gel. Because if you keep doing this until the Stanley Cup playoffs, I think you're going to be in trouble because nobody knows who they're playing. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I know it, uh, it is definitely a thing right now where they are putting it in a blender and they pour it out differently every single bloody time. And I don't mind it earlier on, but it's starting to get down to the wire and maybe yeah. in Keith's mind, it's not maybe the last six games of the, of the year. That's when it's down to the wire and he's going to try to make a decision, but there's got to be some method to his madness here. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's got something in the back of his mind, but it's definitely starting to creep into the conversation of, is this too much? And um, you you wonder what the players think of it. You wonder if they're being honest with him, what they think of it, or do they honestly, like, does John Tavares not, I mean, is he really going to be that frustrated, whether he's playing with Mitch Marner or William Nylander tonight? Like, I doubt it. And the fact that he's played with both of them and all these guys have played with each other so much, I'm sure they're pretty much comfortable with everybody. They may have their their things that they want more than others, but if the if the boss says that hey, this is better for the team to try this, you're you're going to go along with it, but it's starting to get to the point where okay, do you have do you have something you're going to move forward with that's a little bit more concrete because I really haven't seen a blender like this with this high mm-hmm. caliber of a team before where you don't have some kind of semblance of this is the main thing and maybe we'll move some pieces around, but but this is what our, our lineup looks like kind of day in and day out. And we just don't have that with this team, man. It is, it is different every single night. You know what stands out? That third line where you see Bobby McMahon back in the uh, NHL with uh, Sam Lafferty yeah. and William Nylander. What's your concern with Wild Bill? Two goals in the last 10 games, no assist. And uh, Sheldon Keefe was uh, speaking about him a bit after practice on Monday as well. Uh, you see the quote on your screen right there. He hasn't been the same guy, but again, the expectation that all 82 games is going to be the same player is insane to me. There's only select few players in this league that will play that way, but uh, what's your level of concern when it comes to Nylander and his lack of production lately? Uh, it's not very high. Um, I got to admit, I'm surprised that the numbers are kind of that low because the numbers don't look ideal, but I haven't noticed him being um, outlandishly you know, lazy or incompetent or or perimeter yeah. or anything like that. I just think that you know, he's not getting the bounces right now. But, I mean, Keith knows these guys a lot better than anyone else he knows them better than we do he knows them better than the fans do than the twitter does he knows these guys and i i have a feeling that nylander can get kind of in a little rut and he just kind of puts his head and keith knows hey i gotta crack the whip on this guy once in a while he shakes his head and comes up and says what the hell and then puts the jets on where maybe a different guy on the roster you could never do that to you gotta you know austin matthews had points in in this season where he looked kind of non-existent it's like where is this guy where is that flash and was there any public uh calling out by keith on him no and is that wrong or unfair no this is this is these are all unique players and unique personalities and a guy like Keith, i think he's got his finger on the pulse pretty well about these guys' personalities and i think he knows them a lot more intimately than coaches of the past ever would and i i, I believe him when i say hey he when when i hear that he's going to call out nylander and say you need to be better that he knows that's what's best for him and that's what he needs and if he doesn't do it to someone else it's because he need he knows that that guy needs to work it out on his own and they have their private conversations that we're never going to be privy to but i don't have a problem with it my 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 radar is not going off with Nylander. I think he could just as easily just crank it up. And maybe he's taking a breather here before the playoffs because he knows this has got to be a year <laughs> to shine. Nonetheless, I'm not uh, 
I'm not concerned about him like some people are. Again, social media is always bewildering. And I saw some quote suggesting, oh, if that was Mike Babcock with that quote, Leafs Nation would be up in arms. But because it's Sheldon Keefe, nobody cares. It just, it's such a sensitive, sensitive world, man. Like, I've got no issue with a coach calling out his player indirectly or directly for that matter. And that was probably indirectly. Hey, Willie, we need you to be better. We understand, you know, it's still a regular season. Become game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. He has to play like the guy who he was, who he's played like for the majority of the season, right? Like you played in this league. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. I don't think there's too much to write into this situation. Um, I, I'm overlooking the, the the fact that he's going to be on the third line because Sheldon Keefe has jumbled up the line so much that every game yeah. it changes after like three shifts anyways. Yeah, it's a blip on the radar. I mean, he could easily, you know, thread one to, to Lafferty tonight and he's going to bury and then he yeah. could get a breakaway and, and bury two and then he's the the songbird of the of the day. Exactly. And I mean, to compare, yeah. to, to, to say that, oh my goodness, if, uh, if Babcock said this, you'd get in trouble, but it's okay if Keefe says it. Keefe says it from a place of, of genuine, kind, caring, like coach hands-on and Babcock would yeah. do it like a cold callous arrogant asshole like everything else he freaking did where you can just tell that everything that comes out of that guy's mouth is about him and about his arrogance and how yeah. much he loves himself and everything's calculated on what makes me look the best and Keith's just not that way so the comparison is freaking ridiculous and uh I don't put any stock into it at all I believe that Keith genuinely cares very much about this group and and gets to know them intimately and is doing everything he can for the best of the team and you you would think that all coaches are doing that but it's not always the case man i mean uh, to compare him and babcock is ridiculous i couldn't agree more i think he's coached the the balls off this team this year like he's done a really really good job considering the roster considering some of the injuries i was going to say too i've been really really impressed with the bottom six and you talk about potential lines for game one I think the one constant for me has been Aston Reese, Camp, and Achari. I think if the playoffs started tomorrow, that would be the fourth line, and they deserve it. Like they, They've been really, really effective. I've been so impressed with the additions, whether it's been Achari um, you know, or Lafferty coming to the mix. Zach Aston Reese, I think, has been a great boost to this team this season. And David Camp might be the most underrated player on this Leafs roster right now. Yeah, yeah, you said it. David Camp, I think, is uh, very unsung out there. He... He yeah. chips in more often than people give him credit for. Um, I think he's very responsible. I think he understands his role. He doesn't give up anything big. I mean, you look at games where there's these blunders or lost games or shifts that lead to, you know, giving up a leader. It's never David Camp in the mix, it seems like. And Zach Aston Reese has stepped up in the last few weeks, I would say, since the trade deadline. And he's starting to show himself a lot more and, and provide some more some more pizzazz and some offense and you just notice them out there more. And then Noel Achari, I think has just been fantastic since coming here. And like you said, Sam Lafferty can kind of interchange between the two as well. And I think he can play that fourth line role and understand what's needed from that. And then when he moves up, I think he can provide some offense and he's a good guy to, to play with Nylander when you're trying to do whatever you're doing with Nylander and shake things up a little bit. So I, I really like the depth on the bottom six, like you said, and yeah. be interesting to see Bobby McMahon jump in here. And if he can have one of those games where, you know, you're, you're getting a chance and you can make the most of it would be great too. Bobby, don't call me Vince McMahon. We love him and was really effective earlier on this season when he was called up. So we'll see what yeah. he brings here uh, to UBS arena against the New York Islanders. Let's get to the points bet wrap up the, uh, Chad, as per usual, hot and heavy. Corey writes in, I know this question has ultimately been answered by most of 
but in your opinion, Rosie, do you think Keith should load up the top six for game one and put O'Reilly on the second line instead of the third line center role? What do you think, Rosie? Ah, good question. Um, I kind of like going a little bit deeper with it, to be honest. Um, I think that the problem the Leafs have had in the past is just rolling those two lines out there going, get us a goal, get us a goal, get us a goal. And they're going, God, I'm trying. I'm just not finding the holes and I'm a little tired now. And now the pressure's on me and I'm squeezing my stick a little bit. Like if you can spread that out and get a third line and just kind of roll that. And then like you've like we just touched on, you got a fourth line that's responsible enough where you can kind of give them a regular shift, especially in that first half of the game. And then you got a guy like uh, O'Reilly on the on the third line. You just kind of give that depth and that space, and you can give that first two lines almost like a breathing room to do what they do and to kind of sneakily get in there and, and get those big goals when you need them and, and get yourself into those games and get those wins in the playoffs. So I kind of prefer that rather than loading up the top two lines. It's kind of like, fingers crossed, this is everything we have. We're going to throw the kitchen sink at you and hope it works. And they've tried that, and it doesn't really work in the playoffs. So I like spreading it out a little bit more. Yeah, I'm with you. Like in short, um, I think it'll be a matchup dependent. It'll, you know, it'll matter who's got home ice in the game. You know, what's Tampa throwing out there? But I think in long, it makes more sense to have a weapon like Ryan O'Reilly, maybe in a shutdown role, role on your third line. He's been unbelievable in the faceoff circle, which is so integral come the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think it just spreads the wealth because I think you made an excellent rebuttal there in the fact that in the past, they, they just jammed that top six so much. This is it. This is it. There's nothing going in the bottom six. And they run out of gas when the game matters the most. So I think if you spread the wealth a bit, give some different combinations, and that's why we've seen it lately with Sheldon Keith mixing up and jumbling up the lines, I think it brings you more offense. And that's ultimately what they're going to be looking for, right? That's what's done this team in in the last couple of years is scoring that big-time goal. And I think having O'Reilly in a third-line look, I think, is better for this team long-term. Yeah, I, I agree. They That's kind of been their heel. Everyone, you know, in the past who doesn't really follow the team as well, but likes to point things out, likes to say, oh, their goaltending's not good enough and their D's good enough. And I definitely agree that to win Stanley Cups, you need goaltending and you need really good D. Look at all the teams that have won the Cup in the last whatever, how far you want to go back. That's always the staple of their team. But with the Maple Leafs, it has been getting that goal when you're down 3-2 and 10 minutes left in the third and you got to tie that game and and they just can't do it. So, I mean, you put uh, O'Reilly on the third line and he chips one in, you know, with, you know, halfway through the third period. And then, holy shit, we're rolling and the first two lines are stepping up. And then all of a sudden they get the go-ahead goal and, and they win the game. And you, it's nice to spread it out like that a little bit more rather than kind of put your eggs all in one basket, so to speak. So, not, nonetheless, whatever they do, it's not they're not going to be married to it. If they start this way or that exactly. way, as we know with Sheldon Keefe, it could get changed up at any point in time. Yeah, as media members, we get too wrapped up in this, whether it's who's starting game one in between the pipes or who's starting on the third line. Uh, tonight, it's going to be Nylander. Spike 11 writes in, putting Nylander on the third line is an insult. I, I couldn't uh, disagree more. Or like it, it just, lines are just, we make too much of that in general. And I think Nylander's a professional. He's going to find his way. He'll be fine. I don't know how long he's going to stick on that line, but that's, that's a clear-cut message, and I've got no problem with that. Uh, Corey also writes in, I'm curious, we have two more or three more back-to-backs and we're in a race for home ice. Should Keefe sit a few of the stars to rest for playoffs or is home ice that important? I'll just add, Rosie, before you answer that question, Toronto does have two games in hand on Tampa under three points up right now. 
Yeah, the, the two games in hand is huge. And I mean, you got to look at the it schedule is. and figure out where you want to do some of those things. Where's the travel heavy? Where's the time change going to be heavy? I mean, as you get older, when you're not sleeping in your bed, when you got to change time zones, that wears on you a lot more than it does a 23-year-old kid. So that'll take into effect um, the decision-making in that. And yeah, we're going for home ice. I really think that that is important. I don't think they're just going to sit the whole core up in the up in the press box and bring the Marlies in, but you know, where they can find ways to, to give guys a break, I think they will. But uh, I don't think by any means they're, they're not thinking about home ice in their minds because that is important to them and they want it. And lastly, shout out to our guy, the legend from over the weekend, Muhammad in the chat right now saying, what up? That's our guy. We took a photo with him. Great to meet you, Muhammad. What's up, Mo? You creep just sitting in that corner. I saw where your eyes were at all night. I don't blame you. Mo buddy. was having a time, man. That that party was a good time on Saturday. And Rosie, it got a, it got away from us in a hurry, man. Next thing you know, we sit down, have some wings, a couple drinks, boom, we're here. You know? Yeah, the the RM chucks behind me. Um, I don't know. I think I was a little loud for their taste, but I uh, I liked Karen back there. Tyler's mom. She was into the Oilers game, and we just jumped both feet in. Say, what the hell? We're in oil country. Let's just do the yeah. whole Oilers game uh, experience, and we did it up. That's for sure. We're gonna have to clip this and send this to Tyler. By the way, I tried. Is this an Alberta-based drink? The Clamato with the beer, or is I'm just an idiot? Is that me just being an idiot? Beer and clam, I know it's a big Western Canada thing, Good. Sasky thing, uh, Alberta thing for sure, but I think they do it around Canada. I don't think it's uh, never just particular it. for us, but yeah, beer and clam is an absolute classic. I love it. It would be the thing we do camping, May long weekends, coming up in high school and all that. The beer and clam was a staple, and anytime you're having your first drink of the night or you had a couple too many last yeah. night, but you got to get back on mm -hmm. the train, it's uh, I think it's better than a Caesar to me personally, but it could just be a western thing let's see what the chat says yeah anybody in the chat right now have you had beer and clam before because uh it's uh tremendous stuff and i tried it pretty much for the first time over the weekend it acts like a caesar which i really really liked although i do miss the vodka part of a caesar i won't lie on that front Corey writes in if you guys are ever in medicine hat i'll take you out for some brewery tours that's not too shabby of an idea rosie oh buddy on Zen Med Let's hat last it. year for a lacrosse tournament could have used a uh, brewery tour to to mix that up a little bit. So we'll keep that in mind. There's always next time. Um, speaking of which, there's always next time for this show, and that's where we'll join you coming up tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time, Rosie. And we're going to recap this Pierre Engvall revenge game. You just know, sign it up. Maybe take that shot prop. Um, I think potential for the under in this game. It sounds like Ilya Samsonov is going to start for the Leafs, which is great news. I know he's expecting a kid. And uh, Ilya Sorokin, you know, is going to be in between the pipes for the Islanders. I, I expect a bit of a playoff atmosphere tonight. Yeah, it could be a good one. Maybe uh, like tight checking, some good goaltending. Uh, you know, those tendies yeah. are ramping up, trying to really, mm -hmm. really find that zone. And uh, we will see. I know that the that the theme is kind of Pierre Engvall, but it, personally, I hope they run him out of the <laughs> building. Just I, if I was keep, I would be like, you see number forty-seven or what the hell he's wearing over there. <laughs> Be physical. You do not pass him without finishing your check and watch him go into his turtle shell. Ah! Watch him just get walloped in the first shift, and that's the end of, of Pierre Engvall in his first game back and first game playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. But we'll see you tonight at UBS Arena. Again, that's Jay Rosehill. Many thanks to everybody in the chat. Many thanks to producer Alex. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Take care. So soft.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.